Um, I'm going to be sharing about um, past the test. How many of you know, many of you are even right now in the middle of some form <laughs> with everything that we're faced with and the changes that have had to be made, um, you're faced with some kind of test, some kind of trial, um, some kind of new burden, something that you're not used to, um, even maybe on top of things that you carried before. Well, like just like I prayed, that you can cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. But in the midst of tests and in the midst of trials, um, God promises us that we're going to be built up and be strengthened. Amen. And we're going to come out on top. We're going to come out having endured these things. We're going to come out strengthened by his power and by his might. And our faith is going to be, it's going to be tested and tried basically in the fire and refined in Jesus name. And so this um, last week, the Lord spoke to me as I was spending time with him. It was after either a Tuesday night prayer meeting or a Wednesday night. I can't really recall. But um, he, I just was still in the presence of God so strongly that I just spent some more time with him. And um, I personally had been dealing with a pinched nerve in my back, and um, the Lord had touched me two different times, and the second time I was receiving my full and complete healing, and um, I didn't really think of it as a test. You know, sometimes you just put um, trials and temptations and things like that, you you put them as, oh, it's just something that you go through, you know, this is an earthly body, you know, we face different trials, we face different things. But in this situation, um, I was constantly, you know, I was healed, I knew I was touched by the Holy Spirit, I actually felt healing power go through me, and I could do everything I couldn't do before the first time he touched me. Um, but then a um, maybe a day or two later, it kind of started to try to come back. And I had to stand in faith and speak the word and claim Jesus as my healer, not just as my savior, but just declare that he's my healer. I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. And then God touched me again the following week. And I had been dealing with this for about a month. You wouldn't be able to tell on, on you know, <laughs> on, on the services or whatever, because God gives me grace when I have to minister his word, but then in personal life, I was dealing with this, and it was, it brought me to tears a few times, <laughs> my family could tell you, but anyways, um, so this second time, this was the night that the Lord really touched me, so it must have been like a Tuesday um, or Wednesday night, the second time he touched me, um, all through the time that he touched me the first time and the second time, I was claiming God as my healer, thanking the Lord that by his stripes I was healed. I was standing on the word of God because I knew he touched me. I knew hands were laid upon me. I knew that he had spoken to me that I was healed. But here I am, and I was encountering the symptoms again for the second time, and I was like, I was healed. You know, I'm not going to let the devil steal my healing. And so um, I wasn't really thinking of it as a test. I was just acting upon the word of God and what he says to do um, when you're faced with some sort of test. And with me, that certain test was about claiming Jesus as my healer and receiving my healing. And um, so anyways, after this prayer meeting, um, the Lord had touched me again, and I'm sitting at home after this, and I'm just worshiping God and praising God, and I start praying in the Spirit, and then I heard my Spirit, in my Spirit, the Lord spoke to me very clearly, and he said, and I didn't expect this at all, and he said, you've passed the test. And um, it kind of caught me off guard, but then he started like downloading 
to me all these different um, opportunities and times in the word of God where different men and women of God had been tested. Um, Not always from the Lord. Sometimes, you know, there was an opportunity to do right or wrong by the Lord, but um, pretty much any trial, temptation, or burden that you face in life, um, is a test. It's an opportunity to trust God. What are you going to do in the midst of that trial? Or who are you going to look to for help when you're in pain? And, and um, you know, and so in this situation, I believe everything good and perfect comes from above, right? So in this situation, it was healing I needed. So it was the enemy, yeah, or just this fallen world that was attacking my body, um, And so, you know, anything good comes from the Lord. So if it's opposite of good, don't get me wrong by what I'm talking about. It's not from God if it's opposite of good. However, sometimes because we are in this fallen world, because um, we are on earth, you know, we can get attacked with different things. The Bible says that the enemy is prowling around seeking who he may devour. So sometimes we have our guard down. Sometimes we can get attacked and he can try to test us or try our faith. So with that all being said, I'm going to just get into the word of God here and show you what God has to say about different trials, different times and opportunities of storms that may come your way, what you're to do and what's going to happen after you've passed the test. Amen. And so I'm excited to share this with you today. James 1 verse 2 through 4 says this, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I wasn't dancing and singing about my back hurting. (laughs) But God says, consider an opportunity for great joy. Why? He says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Hallelujah. So I'm just thankful, first of all, that the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said, you've passed the test. But I know he also was speaking to me because he speaks that way when I'm supposed to teach on something specific. But personally, I had gone through that battle, and I passed the test. And God has just totally delivered me from that. Thank you, Jesus. I haven't even had a smidge of the pinch nerve anymore. So um, if you've ever had that, you know what a great relief it is. (laughs) But... In this scripture, the Lord's saying, count it all joy when you enter into trials and tests and temptations and this and that, because it's an opportunity to exercise your faith. And when your faith is exercised, it's like pumping spiritual iron. You're going to grow spiritual muscles. You're going to grow endurance so that the next time you're faced with a trial, you're faced with a temptation, you're faced with, um, you know, a burden of some kind or a storm of some kind in life, your faith is going to be stronger. You're not going to need any kind of help other than your faith because it had a chance to grow and to develop. So if that's the case, (laughs) I'm sure a lot of you can say, well, I guess I must be pretty strong. Well, that depends if you've passed the test. See, every opportunity, every time we have a trial, every time we have a temptation, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you automatically grow stronger unless you've passed the test, unless you have looked to the Lord for where your help comes from, unless you've stood strong in the Lord and in his mighty power in the midst of that storm. Sometimes we can be weaker after a storm because we haven't been looking to the Lord. We've been, you know, with our heads down and, and, and our eyes not focused on the Lord, but on the problem. 
But God wants us to realize that when we are faced with storms, when we're faced with trials or temptations, that our help comes from him and him alone. And when you have these opportunities, these attacks of the enemy, we'll say, are opportunities for you to grow. So you can welcome them, if you will, and you cannot be discouraged about them, but you can say, you know what, I'm going to come out of this stronger. I'm going to, on purpose, put my trust, my faith, and my hope in the Lord because he's where my help comes from. Amen? So all of us, I'm sure you could raise your hand, all of us have had those days. Maybe currently you've had those weeks, like I had a few, maybe four weeks of this trial I was going through. Um, Maybe for some of you, it's even seasons of trials, seasons of attacks or storms in your life. And you're like, what is going on? The Lord tells us, consider it an opportunity for great joy. The opportunity is that your faith is now being tested and you have a chance to put your trust and your hope in him where your faith should be that he's your healer, that he's your deliverer, that he's your savior, amen, that he's your um, bondage breaker. So the Lord is telling us to put our trust and our hope in him. And when you do that, your faith has a chance to grow, to develop and be strong, amen. I once was um, approached by my little sister and she's like, man, how I don't know how you do it considering um, some trials I was going through a number of years back. But she said, I don't know how you do it. And I was like, God, my trust is not in a person. My trust is not in a situation and how it's going. My trust is in the Lord, and he never fails. Amen? So God is with you, and he never fails. It doesn't affect him if there's a storm. It doesn't affect him if there's a trial or an attack of the enemy. He has already got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He has got the victory. In fact, when the Lord spoke to me about um, that you've passed the test, then he began to prophesy through me through a tongues and interpretation, and he spoke to me. He said, victory in your home, victory in your finances, victory in your church. And I heard him say this, and then he says, now you say it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started declaring and speaking things in the glory of God. Why? Because when you pass a test, the Lord wants to bring you to a new level, amen? The Lord wants to bring you to a firm foundation of victory in Christ Jesus. And out of our mouths, we can proclaim cursings or we can proclaim life. And God was telling me, proclaim now life and victory into these situations, And so I had passed this test. It just had to do with my body. But God wanted me to have victory in every situation. And so he's like, just start declaring it. Just start speaking this. And that is really, it's a key to victory because you might pass um, an you know, a test. You might get through a storm and have, you know, been faithful and look to the Lord the whole time, but sometimes you're left weary. But God wants to take that because you've passed this test. He wants to take that and he wants to strengthen you. He wants to impart to you life and he wants you to speak and declare that you have gotten victory, that things in the past and you're moving forward and you're not turning back. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, In Genesis 22, I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but Abraham um, passed a major test. Wow. And I'm pretty sure God never had anyone else do this. But, you know, as you know, Abraham had been prophesied over. He, him and his wife, you know, she was barren and and they're in old age. And the Lord promised them um, that he would be the father of many nations. Well, how is that going to happen unless she has a child? They even tried to help God out along the way, and they got corrected. 
And so the Lord visits Abraham and he tells him, you're going to have this child, okay? So finally, you know, they keep trusting the Lord, keep trusting the Lord, and finally she does have this child. I'm kind of fast-forwarding the the whole story. And they have Isaac, and um, he's of an age where he can understand and he can communicate with his dad. And one morning the Lord wakes him up and he's testing him to where his heart is. To, to who is first in his life. See, God says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. So he wants to know that he's our number one in our life. And in this situation, that's what he was testing Abraham. He, was, he knew that he had blessed him with this son, and he spoke these things over him, and Abraham knew God was faithful. However, God tested Abraham to make sure that his heart was still in the right place so he could continue doing this thing that he had prophesied over him. And so he asked Abraham to go and worship him and build an altar, build a sacrifice, and to offer up his son Isaac. That is absolutely crazy. You know, here God had blessed him with a son after this long-awaited promise, and now God's saying, give him up for me. And Abraham went ahead and did it. He went ahead and he brought his son and him and they go up to this, this mountain and he builds this altar and the boy Isaac says, Dad, we have the wood, we have the stuff to make the fire, but where's the sacrifice? Where's the lamb? And Abraham counted God as faithful. He knew the words that God had spoken that he would be a father of many nations and they would have to come from Isaac. So he knew that God was faithful. And he put his trust and his hope in the Lord. He knew that even if God had to raise him back from the dead, that, that it, it wouldn't matter. If he was faithful to the Lord, the Lord would be faithful to him. And so he even went as far as to bind up his son and put him on the altar. And while I'm reading this, my mind's thinking, there's no way that kid was quiet. You know, so that had to have been heart-wrenching to, to hear the screaming or to hear hear the cries of your one and only child. Why are you doing this? Okay, so he's about to kill and sacrifice his son Isaac. What a test. And right before he brings the knife down, an angel appears and says, do not touch the boy. And the Lord was testing Abraham. And the Lord brings him a ram just like Abraham had spoken to his son, the Lord will provide a sacrifice. So Abraham, and the Lord goes on to tell Abraham that he was testing him, and now he knows that he can be trusted with anything. Later on in the word of God, God tells us that Abraham is called the father of faith. Nobody was tested like that ever, but he passed the test. And he became the father of many nations because he passed this major test. As if holding on to the promise of God in in old age of having a child was not enough. But he passed this major test. And he's about to sacrifice his one and only son. But that's what God did for us, right? He passed a major test. He sacrificed his only son for you and I, and God wanted to see where Abraham's heart was. So I would have to say he passed the test. And guess what? He became the father of many nations, and his faith was powerful. And you could say his faith was strong, and he had endured much, and he needed nothing. You know, just like James talks about. So 
our trials, our temptations, our tests may seem so minimal next to what Abraham was tested with. But um, with us, most of the time, it is an attack of the enemy. The tests that we face are attacks of the enemy. And God's, God's um, basically, it's, it's allowed in this world to be tested, but God gives us a promise of his grace and his strength to see you through. And God wants us, when we have opportunity to be tested, it's an opportunity for our faith to grow and, and for us to continue to look to him. So whether you're um, being tested and your patience with homeschooling or um, whether you're being tested with knowing that God's your supplier and provider because during this whole thing you've been laid off um, or maybe like me, um, you're dealing with some health issues, God's saying, where does your help come from? You know, this is an opportunity for you to pass a test and for you to grow in endurance and in faith so that when you're faced with another test or trial, your endurance has had a chance to grow and you're made perfect, needing nothing. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says for us, you know, thinking about this in, in, a, in a storm, he says, put your trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And in the middle of that, don't start leaning to your own understanding. In all of your ways, just put your trust in him, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. I know there's been times and troubles in your lives where you didn't know which path to take. You didn't know how to handle it and where to go. But the Lord says, just trust in me. And that's what Abraham did. When he was faced with this major test and trial in his life, when God said, give me your son, he was still willing to do it because he knew God was faithful to his promise. He knew that was a promised son and that if God had to, he would raise him back up. And don't you count God as faithful? He is faithful and he will deliver us. And so it doesn't matter what you're faced with. God is faithful. This morning, I don't really have it in my notes, but this morning as I was just meditating on God's faithfulness and tests and trials, I, I thought of um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego how they were tested to, to see if they would serve God alone. And um, they had an opportunity to worship God, whether they were going to be thrown to the fire or not. And so they stood strong in their faith, and they were tested in their faith. And they continued to worship God, and they were thrown into the fiery furnace, even though it was like against the law. All right, and so their faith was tested. Were they going to continue serving the Lord? Were they going to continue to worship God? They get thrown into the fire, and their eyes were where? Their eyes were on the Lord the entire time. In the midst of that fiery furnace, they were worshiping God, and guess who shows up? Jesus. He shows up, and he delivers them, and then the manifestation of their deliverance comes, and I am I'm pretty sure that after that awesome experience of being delivered from the fiery furnace, their faith skyrocketed through the ceiling. There was like no limit to what they could believe God for after that. Can you imagine? And that's what God's talking about in James um, 1, 2 through 4. He says, when you're faced with many trials and temptations and attacks of the enemy, consider an opportunity to let your faith grow. Have joy because you're going to come out stronger than you were before. Amen. And so he says, put your trust in me. Acknowledge me in all your ways and everything you face. Acknowledge me. Look to me. 
and he will direct your path. He'll show you what to do. He'll show you where to go. He'll show you how to handle it. Amen. Psalms 20 verse 7 says, hallelujah, some trust in horses and some in chariots, but we will put our trust in the name of the Lord our God. You know, I'm also thinking about um, Jehoshaphat, and that's kind of what they said in Jehoshaphat's um, situation where they're faced with their army being so small up against these massive armies. And where does he look to? Where does Jehoshaphat look to? He looks to the Lord. And we know the end of the story that the Lord caused confusion among the enemies. They fought each other to the death. And Jehoshaphat's army didn't even have to go to war. They just worshiped God. They looked to the Lord where their help comes from. And so when you're faced, thank you, Jesus, when you're faced with a storm, just look to the Lord. Seek him first. Put him first. And he will add all these things unto you. Seek him first. Put your hope and your trust in him in all of your ways. And he'll make straight your path. So every time you see in the word of God that there's a believer faced with a trial or faced with an opportunity to be tested, it's God who puts them over. And when you get the victory over a circumstance in your life, I don't know about you, when I can testify that the Lord is good and his faithfulness and his love endures forever, your faith skyrockets. Your faith goes through the roof and you know that next time when you're faced with a trial or a temptation or an opportunity that you're going to be stronger. You're not going to um, feel as discouraged or go through what you went through last time because you have assurance that God's got your back. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, I'm going to read to you in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 10. Paul has an opportunity. He's being tested, you know. Um, He had seen some major miracles in his life, and... um, major um, dreams and visions and revelations from heaven, Um, but the enemy hates that, and so he tries to attack that and discourage Paul, and so that's where we're going to pick up here. Um, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7, he says, even though I received such wonderful revelations from God, to keep from becoming proud, he says, I was given a thorn in my flesh. It was a messenger from Satan to torment me, from becoming proud. Basically, not one of us, um, we're not greater than our master. And our master Jesus was here on earth and he too was tempted. He was tested, the word of God says, in every point like we are. And so, you know, Paul must have been walking in the major glory of God. And he's like, I've come to major revelations from the Lord, but I had this opportunity to be prideful, but I was kept from being prideful because I, too, was attacked by the enemy, and I had to put my trust in the Lord. But he prays, you know, like we often pray when we're going through a storm or going through some kind of trial or some kind of ailment, you're praying, Lord, take this from me. And it seems like God's not listening because it's taking a little longer than it should take God because he can get it gone, let it go in a heartbeat, right? So he can remove it in a heartbeat. But sometimes when you're faced with a storm, you notice in the word of God with the disciples, um, he can either say, peace be still, and it can be completely gone, or he can bring you through that storm to the other side and the storm never ceases, right? And so God can do it one of many ways. So with Paul, he allowed him to be tested, 
um, he allowed him to be tempted. And he, he says to the Lord three different times, I beg the Lord to take it away. And each time the Lord replied, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So Paul has a light bulb go off in his head. He says, so now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why now I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults and hardships, persecutions, troubles, or you could say tests that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, I'm actually strong. Or you could say I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So when you're faced with trials or tests of any kind or storms of any kind, Paul realized it dawned on him, my help comes from the Lord. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear if I'm faced with a storm and it immediately is eliminated or whether he's going to bring me to the other side of that storm. I can have absolute assurance that if I'm going to go through a storm, first of all, my faith is going to be tested and I'm going to come out stronger than before. And second of all, that God is faithful and he'll bring me to the other side of that storm, whether he makes it eliminated immediately or whether I have to go through and be tested for a season. And so... Paul was encouraged. He's like, okay, well, his grace and his strength are here with me, and I have everything I need that's in him. And so whether I'm going to go through these battles or these hardships or these tests um, or whether he's going to eliminate them automatically is irrelevant because his grace and his strength is made sufficient for me. In my weakness, I'm now strong in him. Amen. And so what the Lord's really doing here when we're going through different things, definitely it's not an attack of the I mean, it's not an attack from the Lord. It's an attack of the enemy, but God allows us to be strengthened by his power and by his might the way Paul was. When we go through these things, it's an opportunity for great joy because our faith is being tested. And if you'll keep your eyes focused on him, he will strengthen you in the midst of that storm. And you'll come out, and he says, you'll come out complete, needing nothing. I don't know about you, but I want to be mature in the Lord. I want to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And sometimes we might be faced with things or attacks of the enemy because the enemy doesn't like us, um, you know, doing the word. He doesn't like us believing God, and so he's going to try his absolute best, and he's going to fail every time to discourage us and make us think that God's word isn't working. But I encourage you to put your hope and your trust in the Lord because he has never left you. He'll never forsake you. He's with you always, even until the end of the age. And so Paul, he realized this, and he says, my grace, God's grace is sufficient for me. God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. So anytime I'm weak, anytime I'm faced with a trial or a temptation or some kind of test, I can rejoice because his strength is made perfect in my weakness. When I'm weak, he's strong. It's an opportunity for God's strength to see me through that storm. You've heard me say it a number of times, but this is just my opportunity that I had um, one Sunday morning when I just felt the presence of God come on me, the actual, literal power of God come on top of me. I actually had the flu. My dad was out of town. I was taking the church on a Sunday morning, and I had the bona fide flu fever and all, but there was nobody else to take the spot. 
And I was in the back office and I was praying, Lord, take this from me, take this from me. And I just, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me that I was actually praying exactly how Paul had prayed. <laughs> um, Lord, take this from me, remove it from me. But Lord, I ask you, and I just tapped into the power of God by saying, Lord, I ask you for your grace, for your strength, let it be made perfect in my weakness. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, go ahead and go and into worship. It was about three songs in. We did about five songs. I'm worshiping God, and I have the flu, remember, and you know how that feels, okay? And so I'm worshiping God, and all of a sudden I start having a vision. I just got enough grace and strength worked up, you know, from the Lord to get into that service, and then I'm worshiping God, and I start seeing a vision of a prayer line, and I was like, oh, no, you know, I'm not going to be laying hands on people, you know, Um, and I got the biggest correction of my life. The Holy Spirit, like, scolded me, and he said, you're just the vessel. In other words, like, he wanted to use me, and his power is made perfect in my weakness. When I'm weak, he is strong. He wanted to demonstrate his strength through me to to impart um, life and, and freedom to these people. And so I was obedient after saying, no, you know, I was obedient. I followed through and the Lord wanted to set people free from bondage, from bondages. And, um, so we had a huge prayer line, like 30 people came up that morning and, um, Specifically, I remember the power of God coming on top of me before I ministered to this one lady. Um, she had been dealing with her, her brother had committed suicide, and this, these same thoughts were starting to come against her. And she was really attacked by the enemy. And the Spirit of God wanted to set her free. And what he did for her was immediate. When the Spirit of God came on me, right before I reached her, the Spirit of God came right on top of me, and God set her free immediately. She came up and testified the next day. But I was going through a season of tests. I was going through that day this opportunity to um, either look to the Lord for my help and my strength or to back away and say, no, I'm just going to try to get through this message. And really, I would have been tapping into only my own strength if I had um, resisted what the Lord wanted to do that day. It was an opportunity. It was a test for me to see if I would follow through and look to the Lord to be my helper, amen, to be my strength. And so I'm so thankful that I learned that lesson, that he's where my help comes from. It doesn't matter if I feel weak. He is strong in me. Amen. And so just have assurance when you're going through tests and trials, it is an opportunity for your faith to be built. I came out on top of that situation, shouting victory, excited about what God did because I knew it wasn't me because I personally didn't even want to preach that day. But because I yielded to the grace and power of God as Paul did, I could be glad. I could rejoice in my weakness because when I was weak, he is strong. Amen. And so Paul realizes that when he was faced with this um, tormentor um, of his flesh, this um, thorn in the flesh, that he was actually having an opportunity to have his faith tested, to grow, and to put his dependence upon the Lord and upon his power to overcome. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, let's turn to Matthew fourteen twenty four. Matthew 14, 24. This is where um, Peter, you know, he walks on water. But 
if you know the whole story, basically they're in the middle of a storm. Jesus said, go ahead, go to the other side, right? And so they get in the boat, they head over to the other side, and Jesus stays back to pray. And I don't know if they said, assumed he was going to get another boat, you know, to come and catch up with them or what, but they just listened to him and they left. But it says, says this, meanwhile, in verse 24, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen. They were fighting heavy waves, and it was about three o'clock in the morning. Jesus came towards them, walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear, and they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to them, Lord, him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come um, and walk on the water. And Jesus is like, well, it is me, so yes, come. Um, so Peter went over to the other side of the boat, steps out of the boat, and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out, grabbed him. He said, you have so little faith. Well, I'll just talk about it in a second. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped, and the disciples worshipped him, saying, you really are the Son of God. Well, okay, so first of all, it took huge faith is what I was going to say. Huge faith, I think, to step out of a boat and walk on the water. You know, his trust was in the Lord. His eyes were focused on him. They're in the middle of this storm, and you might be in the middle of a storm, and you start off good, like Peter. Your trust is in the Lord. You're speaking the word, but then this thing just keeps on going. It doesn't seem to be ending. Um, is God listening to me? Where is he at? You know, and you start fearing, and that's really what happened. He started off good, like many of us do, and he steps out of the boat, you know, and he's faced with this storm, but he starts walking towards Jesus. His eyes are on him. He walks out of the boat onto water and actually steps into the supernatural. And really, that's what it's like. When you're faced with a storm and your trust and your hope is in the Lord, it's like you stepping out of the boat and you're walking in the supernatural. You're focusing on him. You're focusing on his word, and it's carrying you. But the minute your attention goes off of the Lord and onto the problem, then you start sinking. And, you know, I felt like I was like, dealing with that for a month and claiming the Lord as my healer, I was like up and down a little bit. And you know, I'm human, okay? I know the word of God is true. I know God is faithful, but I was a little bit like that. And Peter, I can see, you know, he's faced with this storm. Jesus is right there. He's walking on water. And then he kind of starts thinking about what am I actually doing? I actually see these waves and see this wind. This is for real. And he starts to sink. And you might actually feel the pain in your body. And you're like, this is for real. But where is your hope? Is Jesus your healer or is he only your savior? Because we should receive Jesus as our healer as much as our savior. You should continue to let him know he's your healer. Continue to thank him that by Jesus' stripes you were healed. Amen? And so Peter, just like all of us, is faced with a storm, an opportunity to let his faith grow, to consider it joy. <laughs> the Lord is like, where is your faith? You know, and he calms the storm, and he kind of, like, teaches them a lesson from this. 
And really, they grew from that situation. Even though he sank, I think that we can grow from situations that we fail, you know. But what God wants you to do is actually to pass the test. That even though you go through these storms, continue all the way through the end of that storm to have your focus on him. Put your trust in him because that's what Paul did. He did ask the Lord to take it from him three times. And even Jesus, it reminds me of Jesus praying that this cup would pass him. Three times he prayed. But he said, nevertheless, not my will but thy will be done. And he passed the test and he died on the cross and he rose again from the dead. And he got the victory for you and I. Thank you, Jesus, for passing the test. But we all have opportunity to pass tests. We all have opportunity to keep our trust and our hope in the Lord, no matter what the outside world looks like, no matter what our bodies feel like, and no matter how things look in our finances, our trust and our hope should continually stay on the Lord. He is where our help comes from. Amen? So Peter, this man who had his eyes on Jesus but then learned a lesson through, you know, um, passing the test, but then started to fail the test. Um, He says this in 1 Peter 5.10. He says, In his kindness, God has called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore you, support you, strengthen you, and place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. I think he was really testifying (laughs) of the goodness of God, testifying that even though you go through a storm, even though you're being tested, even though you might suffer for a little while, and I felt like this bore witness with me. I was suffering for a little while, you know, or through different situations. I've gone through different storms in my life and suffered for a little while but continually put my hope in the Lord. When you go through things, it's not a, um, a negative thing about whether you're a good Christian or not because we all go through stuff. But what really tests you is where your hope and your help and your focus is on. Is it on the Lord, the maker of the heaven and the earth? Is it on the Lord, your healer, your deliverer, your savior, your supplier? Keep your eyes focused on him. Because after this test, after this storm, you are going to be perfect, needing nothing. It's an opportunity for you to grow in faith. If it looks like you're not going to have enough for your bills, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Because your faith is being tested to look to him as your supplier. When your back is hurting and you know hands were laid upon you and you felt the power of God go in you, but it seems like nothing has changed, consider an opportunity for great joy because your faith is being tested. So continue looking to the Lord. Continue thanking the Lord. He's your healer, and he will deliver you. And your faith is going to be stronger when you come out on the other side of that storm. Amen? If you want to just jot down Jesus' temptation, you can read through it in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. That's just the op- where Jesus went to the desert and he was tempted. I love this um, scripture. Hebrews four fifteen says this. For we do not have a high priest, meaning Jesus, who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. So Jesus knows what it's like to go through what we're going through, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, spiritual, whether it's physical. Um, He knows what it's like to go through a storm. He went away for 40 days and 40 nights 
you know, we live out a life of like 80 years, but within those 40 days and 40 nights, he had the opportunity to be tempted as much as, and if not more than you and I, he was tempted, tested, and tried to see if he'd continually look to the word and look to the Lord. And thank God he came out on top. He came out victorious. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. In other words, whatever storm, whatever test of the enemy, whatever attack of the enemy, whatever he faced during those 40 days, he was tested in every point like you and I are being tested in this world. But he came out victorious. His eyes stayed absolutely focused on the Lord. His focus was the Lord is my help. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my savior. The Lord is my deliverer. He's where my help comes from. Every time he's tested, you hear him say, the word says, the word says, amen. And so this is how he's demonstrating we should respond when we're tested. The word of God says, the word of God says. And guess what? God's word, he'll confirm his word with miracle signs and wonders. He says his, his um, words will not return void. He holds himself to his word. He will carry out his promises. Amen? And so that's why Abraham passed the test too. He held God to his word. He knew that God would be faithful to give him, you know, to be the father of many nations. And so he knew somehow that Isaac would live, even if he had to kill him and raise him up again from the dead, that he would live. And so how are you being tested? You know, how are you being tempted or, or tried in the fire? Are you continuing to look to the Lord? Because that is how you pass the test. Don't look to the right or left. Don't look to the storm and how windy it is. Don't say this is the biggest storm I've ever been in in my life. Don't look at that. Look at greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Than any test or trial you can go through, Jesus is greater. Amen? And there is absolutely nothing that he cannot overcome in you and through you. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me will prosper. All who rise against me will fall because the greater one is in me. His grace is made perfect in my weakness. When I'm weak, I can shout for victory that he is strong. Right now, you might have an opportunity for great joy because you're being tested. Because you're, you're faced with circumstances or storms in life. Continue to focus your attention on him. Look to the Lord. He is where your help comes from. Amen. Luke 4.14. And the worship team or part of your worship team can come back up as I take up offering. In Luke 4.14, it says, After Jesus was tested, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread to the whole countryside. And really, that just reminds me of 1 Peter 5.10. He says, after you have suffered a little while, he will restore you, he will support you, and he will strengthen you and place you on a firm foundation. See, God never promised that there wouldn't be a storm in life, but he did promise to bring you to the other side of that storm. 
And with Jesus, he came back, and he was, after being tempted or tested, angels came and ministered to him, the Word of God says, and strengthened him. And he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit. And news about him spread all throughout the land. But he had to first endure a season of testing. And he had to pass the test. When he passed the test, fame about him spread all throughout the world. And so if you're faced with tests and trials, continue. Let it be an opportunity to grow in the Lord. Amen. So each one of us can have assurance that when we're weak, he is strong. Each one of us, just like Jesus, can have assurance that he will place us. He will minister to us at the end of that storm. He'll strengthen us in the midst of that storm, and he'll set us on a firm foundation. And we can come out on top with victory being ours because he already won the battle. He already got the victory, but he's seen if you are going to trust in him. So continue to let the Lord know, I put my trust in you. You're where my help comes from. Amen. Let me read that first scripture one more time. James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when opportunities and troubles come, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is finally fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I want to encourage you today that even though you're faced with a storm, even though you're faced with trials or attacks of the enemy, that God is with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. Continue to put your hope and your trust in him. And you'll come out passing the test. You'll come out stronger than before. Let the Lord know he's where your help comes from. Let the Lord know you're putting him first. Your focus and your attention is on him. Amen. Father, I just thank you and praise you, Lord. That you never leave us nor forsake us. That you're with us always. I thank you, God, that you don't cause the storm or the trial. Father, but you do bring us through that you do strengthen us in our weaknesses so that when we're faced with storms and trials, we can put our trust and hope in you and that when we're weak, we're actually our strongest because your strength is made perfect in our weakness. Father, I just pray for every believer faced with attacks of the enemy, faced with tests and trials. Father, that you would impart to them grace and strength, Lord, and hope in you and in your word, God, that they would see that you have never failed that you're always with us and that you'll lead us and you'll strengthen us when this test is over. You'll strengthen us and lift us up and place us on a firm foundation. Thank you, God. Right now, I ask you to strengthen your your beloved people, Lord. Strengthen your people, Lord, by the power of your spirit, the way you did Jesus after his, his time of testing God. Send your angels, Lord, to impart strength and grace to us. So that we too, after being tested, can return in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that we can do the works of God. Father, I just worship you and praise you. I thank you, Lord, that this doesn't mean, these tests don't mean we're failures. These tests are opportunities to grow in our faith and in our hope that is in you alone. 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. just want to encourage you, you know, if you only listen to part of that, you can go back and you can listen again. Continue meditating on the word, letting yourself um, bathe in that word, meditate on it because the word of God